What's up, guys? It's Arif. Welcome or welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. We hope you guys are having an incredible day because we have a very good show lined up for you guys. We're going to start by talking about the NBA draft, which is taking place on July 29th. Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green, and Jalen Suggs, the top five coming out of that draft class. So make sure you guys listen to our takes, who we think is going where. Number one pick is the Detroit Pistons, and number two is the Houston Rockets. That highlights the draft. Then we're going into Aaron Rodgers' situation with the Packers and finishing off with a recap of the NBA Finals. Also, if you guys enjoy this kind of content, please be sure to hit the subscribe button down below. It's free, and while you're down there, please leave us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave leave us a review. This helps us out so much. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Now, enjoy the episode. So, the NBA draft is coming up. And the lottery just happened. Unfortunately, my Rockets got the number two overall pick, even though we were the worst team. But it just works like that. I remember um, we, the Magic, we weren't as unfortunate as the other teams against the Magic, though, in the lottery. When they were the the best team to make the lottery, and they still got the number one pick, even though they had one ping pong ball out of 68 or something. I don't know the, the chances of that, but that was crazy. But... Uh, the Rockets, I really hope they do good in this draft. They're my favorite team, as a lot of you guys know. But anyway, moving on to the uh, draft, uh, the Pistons got the number one overall pick, unfortunately. So that's going to mean that Cade Cunningham is most likely going to go there. Not that I believe he's the best, not that I believe he's not the best, but I'm just saying that Cade Cunningham is who I believe is going to go number one overall. That's it. And I think that if if Cade Cunningham, uh, he, if he, see, he only worked out with the Pistons. So for him to do that shows that he's really arrogant in the fact that he thinks he's going to be number one. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I think he is because the amount that he's been hyped. And just because I say he's been hyped, I don't mean under hyped or over hyped. I just mean he's been hyped, which isn't a bad thing or a good thing. So anyway, He's been hyped up so much. Oh, my God, we're going to get this franchise player. He's going to be really good. And all this stuff, well, Kate Cunningham, because of that, I believe he's going to end up there. But also because that he's only working out there. So if another team, like, and but there, it looks like there might be a trade between the uh, Pistons and the Cavaliers for the number one pick. But anyway, as I was saying, I think that the point is that I think it's going to be Cage Cunningham, the kid from Oklahoma State, who's going to go number one overall. I agree with you. I don't think you can dispute that just because he was able to take Oklahoma State to the Elite Eight this year, and he it was mainly him. He was carrying that team, um, and he's he's a freshman, obviously very young, and he like you said, he was only according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he's only working out with the Pistons. So apparently, he's. He's confident he's going to go there. The Pistons are confident they're going to pick him. So he's going to go number one, I think. Number two, Evan Mobley, I think he's going to go number two, like I just said. Um, he's going to he's gonna end up going to the um, Rockets. Number one, they have Kenny, Kelly Olenek, but he's he can play a power forward. He's not a good starting center. He's a good um, coming off the bench center. And Evan Mobley is a guy with a lot of ex- – he has so much explosivity. He is um, – Evan Mobley is going to um, receive serious consideration, according to Jeremy Wu, from the Pistons to be number one overall. That's how good he is. A center is being um, 
considered with a point guard who is very like a very very good player. And Evan Mobley, obviously also very good from USC. He he was like their driving force. He he's super explosive, super energetic, and he on that on the court. If you see him, you know, okay, that's Evan Mobley. That's his style of play. That's what he does. Um, he obviously he's known for his his dunks and his obviously his great play. So I think he's going to be a great fit with John Wall in Houston. So number two, I believe that it's going to be Jalen Green because they need a point guard. Other than and they need guards. They have John Wall, but I believe he's not going to be great soon. He's still. I believe getting out of his prime, but eventually he's not going to be great and they need someone for the future. So I believe that Jalen Green is going to be the guy at number two. He looks really good in the G League. And uh, I know you were talking about Evan Mobley, but they do have uh, Jay Sean Tate. They have Kelly Olenek and they also have uh, they have Christian Wood. So all these people combined is looks like they're good at that position or at least good enough as much as they need other positions such as guards they need a guard really bad i think with the guard it could propel them for, into the future with good players they need a playmaker and they need a really good guard and jalen green so far looks like he's going to fulfill that spot Number now let me ask you quickly is that a pick with your head or a pick with your heart because you're a rockets fan so that I think both of them, I think Jalen Green is going to be really good. I don't really know because this year's class after number one, well, actually all like the top five picks are pretty equal to me. So I don't really know what, who's going like who over who the teams want. It's just based on what the teams see at workouts and unfortunately, I can't go to any of those workouts and see them for myself. But I would have to say it's probably going to be for, based on what I've seen from all these guys play. I would have to say it's going to be uh, Jalen Green based on his play. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I'm just saying that because, because like, he, you're a Rockets fan. I don't, yeah. like that that pick makes sense like I, I mean it could either go Jalen Green or Evan Mobley it's super close all like you were saying all the top five people in the class are super close so it's really really hard to pick who's going to be like the top five picks like I agree with you Jalen Suggs Jalen Green Jonathan Kaminga Cade Cunningham Evan Mobley all those top five players are super super good and they can be good to whichever team drafts them it's just super hard to predict so with that in mind, I'm just going to go to number three, which um, is the number three overall pick is actually Cleveland. And you were saying that they the Pistons might actually trade their pick to Cleveland, but Cleveland they've had they drafted two people uh, two people really high already, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. So Both of and obviously they pretty good actually. Yeah, and then they traded away Kevin Porter, who was another really high pick. So this is tough because right now I have Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs. And I'm, I'm going to go Jalen Suggs because what he was able to do with Gonzaga, obviously he had a great supporting cast, but uh, he he's a perfect fit for um, like the kind of player he is. He likes winning. And I mean, the Cleveland, what used to be that winning, uh, that winning town. And obviously they, they can still get back to that. And Jalen Green can help Jalen Suggs can help them get there. And he, 
I think I think with Jalen Suggs, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, they are they are in the into the playoffs. They're they're the number eight or seven seed with Jalen Suggs. Cleveland is a is a top top seven seed. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say that Cleveland is going to take Evan Mobley. And I believe what you're saying might be true. They might barely, I think, either make the playoffs or barely miss it. But I think it'll be like a John Morant situation where it turns the whole franchise around when they get Evan Mobley. So, and Evan Mobley looks like the third best player to me in this class. So based on what I've seen, like I said, their play. So I would have to choose Evan Mobley going to the Cavs, which means that they're going to be pretty good. Uh, And then for the number four pick, you can go ahead. So for the number four pick, I'm going to, because I already left Jalen Green out of it, he's going to go number four to Toronto. It's a perfect fit there with Kyle Lowry um, and then with with the kind of players they have there, OG and an OB, yeah. um, a spicy P. It's a really good fit for Jalen Green, especially getting another guard where, especially if Kyle Lowry's going to leave, Kyle Lowry can teach Jalen Green before he leaves and then they're set up for success come the future. Yeah, I think that it's going to be Jalen Green, not – I said that Jalen Green would make it number two. So I think it's going to be the other Jalen, which is actually uh, going to be Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, who made that miracle shot against UCLA to knock them out. Speaking of which, Johnny Juzang uh, said that he's going back to UCLA. So that's another prospect who probably would have gone in the yeah. first round. But anyway, Jalen Green, uh, Jalen Green, I – think will go to uh will go at number four to the Raptors and they look they're I think they're also going to be really good with Jalen Green uh with Siakam and with Valanchunas is not on their team I don't know why I thought it Valanchunas but uh Siakam OG 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 and Anobi him Siakam and Kyle Lowry so it's going to be really good to see all of them and their impact and I think that this year the uh, the Raptors are going to be really good, kind of like when they were with Kawhi because of Jalen Green. I mean Jalen Suggs, sorry, Jalen Suggs. And this might be a, this might come as a shocker to some people, but I think that Jalen Suggs will be really good, and I think it's going to be really cool to see how he plays this year. Yeah, and the number five. Uh, for me, this is super tough because you either have Jonathan Kaminga or Scotty Barnes. And for most people, this should not be that tough. But for me, it is because Scotty Barnes is a revolutionary player for Florida State in the ACC. He didn't participate in the draft combine, but he measured a seven foot three wingspan and a 36 inch vert and a shuttle run of 2.99, which is second best. So he's super athletic. And then you have someone like Jonathan Kaminga, who was also in the G League and Number five is a Magic's pick, and they often they we've seen this with recent picks. They value raw athleticism over polish. Like for example, Mo Bamba, who didn't didn't um, turn out to be the player they wanted him to. But that's why I think because they place a more value on athleticism, I think it's actually going to be Scotty Barnes because, like I just said, he's super athletic. Jonathan Cumming is also pretty athletic and in the G League, so he has some NBA experience already. But Scotty Barnes played in the ACC, knows the type of like hard competition. He's super athletic. In the he didn't compete in the draft combine, but he still, but he still um, at at Florida State, he was still a very good player, so and a very athletic one. So I think that that he's gonna end up 
going number five to the Magic. Yeah, number five to the Magic. I think it's going to be Kaminga because he's just been hyped, I think, more than Scotty Barnes. And I think for a good reason, he looks really good as well from the G League. And all these players I'm mentioning is not who I, again, not who I think is going to be the best in order, but who I think will be drafted in order. That's what it's about, about mock drafts. So, yeah, that's why I have as the number fifth pick. He looks really good, and the Magic could really use him with Cole Anthony. They can pair him up with Kaminga, and they, if they didn't get rid of Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier, then they would have been really good. But they did get rid of them. So now all they have left is Cole Anthony and they have uh, and they will get Kaminga, I think. And it'll propel them a little bit, but not that much. So as I mentioned in the introduction, Aaron Rodgers declined a deal, an extension, a two-year extension to stay with the Packers organization, which would have uh, tied him to contract with the Packers for the next five years in total. Um, and he w- it would have made him the highest paid NFL player in the league right now. So obviously right now it's Patrick Mahomes, who's the league leader, I think 45 or 45.5 million per year on average. We're not going by just this year because if it was just by this by just this year, Dak Prescott will be at making $75 million, which is absurd. But Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year extension, um, according to Adam Schefter. It would have tied, obviously, the reigning MVP, which is what he was, for five more seasons. And it would, Rodgers didn't want to return because, obviously, we know that the Packers are not drafting him a wide receiver. We saw that when they took Eric Stokes in the first round instead of a wide receiver. Elijah Moore um, was there. They could have traded up for Kadarius Toney. They had all these options. They didn't take them. So, and dating back to to 2019 draft, when they took... Jordan Love, or not 2019, 2020 draft, where they took Jordan Love instead of a wide receiver, which at that point, a number 26 overall, where they traded back into, there were still very good wide receivers. And then when you go into, obviously they still they still had a pick in the second round. So even if they didn't trade up in the second round, they could have got someone. But he has issues with the management. It's due to the fact that the Jordan Love pick, he admitted that it's not because of the Jordan Love pick. He said, I love Jordan, but and Jordan's a great guy. But it's because the, the organization did not talk to me before making that pick. So he's fine. Apparently, he's fine with the pick. He's just mad that they didn't talk to him about it. And if he had a decision, he would, He at that point, he's still in the prime. It's weird, it's weird to say he's in the prime at 36 years old. But he was still in his prime at 36 years old with the Packers, and they drafted him a predecessor quarterback. So that's why he's upset. And then... Um, and he's obviously upset as well because he's not showing up to OTAs, which are voluntary. And we, he said he's going to decide coming up if he's going to attend training camp or not. He has he said he has a few weeks to make that decision. And he said he's not worrying about that at the moment. So he said that he's going to think about that. He potentially may be um, scheduled to join training camp, may not. We really don't know at this point. But this is showing that Aaron Rodgers is definitely... I think definitely not going to come back to the Packers. He still has three more years on his deal currently with the Packers. That two years was just an extension, and they would have restructured his contract. But it's just he may not come back to Green Bay in May. At this point, he may even demand a trade. And most people are saying right now it's going to be the Denver Broncos the way it's looking like he's going to go to that team. But And then when you look at what he's 
he's done the past few years. He's a total in 16 years in his career, three, uh, three total MVPs. He's thrown very minimal picks in 16 years in the uh, in the NFL. So he does not turn the ball over a lot. He's only had Devontae Adams for the past couple of years, and their Packers have failed to got him an actual to get him an actual number two wide receiver. You could argue MVS could be, but that's occasional. He steps up. So he's been doing that. He's also been. Um, He's been obviously the host of Jeopardy, and he had that um, that golf the match is what it's called versus Tom Brady, where it was um, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau against Tom Brady and um, Tom Brady's partner, and they were playing golf. So that was a celebrity event they had. If you guys remember the Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning match, which was um, that was uh, another match that they donated all the proceeds to found, to the foundation. We talked about that in one of our earlier episodes. If you haven't heard that, it's in the top right corner if you're listening on YouTube. But make sure you check that out. It's sort of like this. But Aaron Rodgers actually sank the winning putt, which is something worth noting in um, in his... Um, he said he doesn't play that much golf, so it's worth noting. But also, he's been playing... Um, not playing. He's been the Jeopardy host, and right now, um, Green Bay, the Green Bay Press Gazette ranks him number two on the on the ranks to be um, the Jeopardy, the next Jeopardy host. Uh, they were um, obviously trying out people in the absence of Alex Trebek, who passed away due to cancer. But they were trying out a bunch of people. Aaron Rodgers. They ranked him number two all time, and um, his fiance actually said. That they were, that he actually prepped so much, and you could tell on the show he was he he was like typical Aaron, which we know typical Aaron Rodgers is very funny. So that's what he was, and if if he does retire, decide to if the Packers do not trade him, like the Aaron Rodgers, I'm not like the Deshaun Watson situation. If the Packers do decide to do that, it's number one that's terrible because you're ruining a player's career, but number two. He has he and his fiance obviously have plans to do other stuff after his football career, and he obviously as I just said he has a bunch of stuff lined up after his career golf Jeopardy he has a very good chance at being the next Jeopardy host. So it's just worth noting that he turned down that contract, which means he's probably not going to return to Green Bay. Now, if I had to choose what teams he's going to, most likely, um, number one, it's going to be number one is going to be the Broncos. Now, I don't know why a lot of quarterbacks want to go to the Broncos. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson and now Aaron Rodgers all want to go to the Broncos. Probably because of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Um, they are running back Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And their defense is very good. They're projected to have a bounce back year this year. So that's probably why. Um, and then if I had to choose a second location, it was probably going to be the New York Giants. Now, Danny Dimes is in a con- not a contract year, but a make or break year, really. And he got Kenny Galladay, Darius Shepard, Sterling Shepard, and obviously, not Darius Shepard, Darius Slayton, and obviously they drafted um, Kadarius Toney. So he's in a make or break year. If I, if I were the Giants, I'm, I'm trying to get Aaron Rodgers through trade right now, potentially offering Danny Dimes. If I'm not able to offer Danny Dimes, I'm trying to keep Danny Dimes and have Aaron Rodgers play for the Giants, which is a very good offense, underrated defense. And then you have him playing, but mentoring Danny Dimes. So you met Danny Dimes still has a chance to become one of the great players, one of the great players in the Giants organization. And if you guys remember, in 2019, he was the number 17 overall, number 17 overall pick. 
So, not number 17, number 6 overall pick. So, he's set up for a bunch of success as well. So, if you if he doesn't perform well this year, I could very well be seeing Aaron Rodgers go there, mentor him, or if it's next year, go going there and then having him Danny Dimes um if Danny Dimes is there, then great, but if Danny Dimes is not there, then you need a quarterback. So in that case, you have Aaron Rodgers. But those are the two places, Denver and Giants. And obviously, if I had to choose a third place, I'm I'm sticking with staying in Green Bay because of how this has all been playing out. I I, I know he turned down the contract, but he's still it's a great organization. He's he doesn't like the GM. They're not going to fire the GM. It's unlikely for what he's done with the Packers. So if I had to choose three places, it's definitely going to be Denver, then the Giants, and then the Packers. We're staying with the Packers because he has still three years left on his deal. And then at that point, you can talk about more financial money. Now I'm going to move into the NBA Finals, which the Buck, the um, Milwaukee Bucks took that in the six games. They were down 2-0 to Phoenix, and Phoenix won the two home games. But when they were at home, then they moved to Milwaukee, and that's when Milwaukee caught fire. The Bucks caught fire. Giannis had, in this series, three 40-plus and 10-plus games, which is 40-plus points and 10-plus rebounds in this series. And he... He was absolutely dominant in Game 6. I thought, for obviously the NBA purposes, they always try to make money. And that's why they assigned that referee in Game 6. But And Chris Paul is 0-12 against that referee. So it's, it's really tough to see the Suns lose this series. But it's, I think Milwaukee deserves this. Now, Monty Williams, after the game... He went into the um, he went into the Bucks locker room and he said he was hugging Giannis and he was like, "Great job, Bucks! You guys did great and you it was great to play against you. You made my team better. You made me a better coach and you guys deserve to win this." Which that is great sportsmanship. That's what we need to see more of the in this game. We don't see coaches, players actually taking the time to say. Obviously, on the court they hug and say, "Say good game," but it's not heartfelt. If they go to like an opposing locker room like Monty Williams did, and they actually say, good game, thank you for making me a better player, a better coach, and this was a really fun series, all that stuff, it actually shows that it that's more that's what we need more in this in this game. Sportsmanship and we need the players to act I, I they're rivals in the finals, but we need to see players and coaches do that more. And as, then I'm now focusing more on the series. As I mentioned, the Bucks were down 2-0. They won four straight games, in, and then they took game six, which that's an unprecedented streak. Uh, well, it's happened before, but the, the caliber of domination the Bucks had was incredible. Giannis, as I said, 340-plus and 10-plus games. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were playing out of their minds. We expect that from Chris Middleton. First two games, he gets acclimated, and typically... The Bucks typically they're they're they the Bucks three and four games are at home, so it was he he catches fire typically game three four five and then the rest of the series one and two he starts off slow is checking out the defense sort of like most players but he really turned it on so did Drew Holiday in game four and five Drew Holiday was a major defensive factor and offensive factor he 
was lights out. They started so strong. He had 18 and 2 in the first quarter, or no, not first quarter, in the first, midway through the second quarter in game five. And he was absolutely dominant. Giannis could not have done this without Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. Now, if to say they were a super team is not true. Giannis, I mean, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are not a super team. They're two stars with a superstar. Now, it's not like um, it's not like the the late uh, not like the late Bulls with Rodman, Pippen, um, B.J. Armstrong, Michael Jordan, those type of players. It's not like that, Horace Grant, but. It's not a super. It's not a super team either. It's just a, a really a top five NBA player with two really good role players. And the, Giannis. This is why Giannis is the is the most is the funniest player in the NBA. He after game six he he did an Instagram live for a pretty long time, and he went into a, a Chick Fil A, ordered a, started singing. Um, to the Larry O'Brien Trophy, which is the NBA Finals Trophy, and to the uh, Bill Russell Trophy, which is the NBA Finals MVP Trophy. And he was holding them in the car, and he started singing about it, which was pretty funny. And then he actually ordered a literal 50-piece. And he said, not 49, not 51, 50-piece. And th th that's exactly why he's the funniest NBA, NBA player. Some might say it's overconfidence. Some might say that he's egotistical. I disagree. He's enjoying the moment after the NBA Finals, and it, it, good for him. He deserves this. He he deserved the NBA Finals MVP. He deserves to have fun. He deserves to do all the stuff. He earned it. Now, Chris Paul in this series was a major disappointment. He did not come through. He was more. He was more like if I if I say Ben Simmons. He the first two games he was very good. Game six he had thirteen points in the first half. And then he was cold. So he he was not up to par that they needed. Devin Booker was playing out of his mind. Mikael Bridges and um, um, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Jordan a little bit. But we're all pretty good. Devin Booker was incredible. DeAndre Ayton was, between, was above average. But Chris Paul was like average to below average. He, it looked like he... Obviously, it was he was taken by the moment. He's never been to an NBA Finals, but it looked like he was slow. He his mid range was way off. At the first shot in Game Six, he started off so slow. He hit front rim on a mid range, which he won according to ESPN. He won best mid range of the year. So he he was missing mid range mid range shots left, right, and center throughout this whole series. And he, his passing was pretty good, but Phoenix wasn't able to capitalize on that. So the Bucks deserved to win this, and they did win this. And obviously, congratulations to them. They deserve every second of it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a like or review, and following us on social media at two underscore bros and sports for daily sports updates. Enjoy the rest of your guys' day, and we'll catch you guys next week on the Two Brothers and Their Sports Podcast.